0: You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help you overcome your confidence blockers so you can embrace your true self and show up bravely in your life. This is a space to find insight, encouragement, and support so you can be you bravely. With that, let's go to the show. Okay my friends, welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident podcast. I am seriously like giddy with anticipation for this interview. I have been waiting and waiting for for this guest to come and to blow us away with her magic because she is so oh, magical is the word. Like that's just how I'm going to describe her and you are going to love her. So Without further ado, Tressa, welcome to the show.
1: Kim, thank you so much, and I totally hope I can live up to that amazing intro. I appreciate you always.
0: Oh my gosh, you are going to far surpass that. I know it for sure. So before we kind of get going, um, our listeners just heard a little intro about you, but I would love to hear from you what, what your title is and what you do with your magic in the world.
1: Well, my title currently is I work primarily in the corporate world as a consultant in um, connection, mindfulness, DEI, so so the diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, based on our connection as human beings. My title in the past has been I've, I've worked as a neurocognitive pathologist and specialized in the neuroscience and psychology of cognition, thinking, and communication and connection. Uh, so, so that's my that's my degreed background. And I've always been fascinated in communication. Mm-hmm. How do we as humans and um, as as a global You know, entity, how do we as humans and um, planet connect, communicate, interweave, and find our genius, our purpose, our success in this lifetime?
0: Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there's so much there. I just love it. So, what, like, what specifically about what you're doing right now, what really lights you up?
1: What lights me up is the ability to help literally turn people on to their own worthiness and radiance, mm. success and shine. And my side hustle, which um, I'll call it a side hustle, even though it's a primary in my life, is uh, I work all over the world um, with as, as an intuitive medium. And the way I got into that was I experienced a drowning death when I was very young. Mm-hmm. and um, it, it goes a bit into the woo, but I will tell you that that because of that, I feel like I understand the secrets of really living.
0: Wow. And this, you know, from having a conversation with you just a couple weeks ago, I can absolutely believe that because I think when you said it at first, I was like, oh, that's a little, <laughs> that is a little woo-woo because I'm mm-hmm. new to it. To all of the, the spiritual explorations and all of the intuitiveness, like that's all brand new to me. So it definitely like, I had a little like internal pushback, but after talking to you, I mean, it just blew my mind. And you do, you have a very strong gift for seeing things and, and just being able to intuitively understand what people are trying to say underneath what they actually are saying and i feel like that is such an incredible gift.
1: Oh, thank you so much Kim. I have I always enjoy talking with you and i totally understand, you know, when i when i'm working in the corporate setting, i definitely don't talk about that side in in words like um, medium or psychic or any of those things. <laughs> and and it just doesn't fit there. Yeah. Um however, i feel like every single one of us has a deep intuitive gift. And I'm going to say, especially women at the risk of excluding um, a couple of men, you know, a few men, (laughs) a lot of men have it too. Um, A lot of, you know, people of all genders have intuitive gifts. I think that it becomes stronger in women because we've had to develop it because it's something that we rely on for survival. And I want everybody to understand that this is here for us to use. It's real. Um, there's research behind, you know, what, what we think and do becoming reality. There is also, as we all know, when we follow our gut, some of us will call it like our gut, trusting our gut. We have avoided problems. We have, um, become more successful. We have helped other people and ourselves in ways that we wouldn't have if we would have just been following what we were supposed to do.
0: Yeah, this is okay. And that's a perfect for lead in for even what happened today. So is it okay if I totally share this little story? Please, real quick? Yes. Ah, oh, Okay. So typically Saturdays, Is kind of the day that my husband and my son have like father-son time. They hang out. I stay home and work. And for some reason today, I was like, oh, I want to go with them. I want to go to downtown Portland. And there's this like park that has these little waterfalls and this big pool and kids can play in it. And it's really neat. And I was like, I just want to go. So I messaged Tressa and asked her if we could push – Our episode a little bit later in the day, and she was so incredibly gracious. Said, Yes, go have fun. You're my blessing, it was so wonderful. And so I went, and we were having a great time splashing and playing tag and all of the fun stuff that we got to do. And I had stepped away for just a few minutes, and I was looking over at this tree, and I saw this older man kind of leaning against a tree with his cell phone right about like around his belly button. And he was 100% filming kids. And there was a little group from a preschool, I think, that were changing their clothes and eating lunch. And he had the camera pointed right at them. And so (laughs) I just, I couldn't even... I couldn't even believe it. So I went over to the group leader and I said, I'm pretty sure that man is filming the kids. And so she thankfully walked over to him and confronted him. And he, of course, was like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And like walked away. And then went and sat on the other side of the park and started looking at his phone. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's crazy. So I called the police. And thankfully, Portland PD responded very quickly. They had someone over within five minutes. Unfortunately, he had left by then. But that, that whole thing just completely just changed the energy of the day. And I was telling Tressa about that. And what did you tell me?
1: Well, I told you that, you know, you're trusting your instinct about going. Mm-hmm. meant that you were there to, to raise the flag.
0: Right. Yes, and how even though I, quote, should have, you know, honored our agreement and our time and not inconvenienced you or how I was feeling that I would inconvenience you by asking to move our time and I should have gotten more work done and I shouldn't have gone. But by doing the things that I should, by doing the things that I should have been doing, I was able to intervene and who knows how long that guy would have stood there. Nobody else yeah. noticed him but me
1: right exactly, and that's a such a poignant and potent um, explanation description of why we need to trust our our intuition, and you didn't know why you were going, you just wanted to go and I will tell you too to add um, a little bit of intrigue to this story. I was booked today from nine o'clock until three o'clock, and about eight minutes before you called, I had an email uh, rescheduling my 1 p.m. and it text rescheduling my 2 p.m. So that opened up the time what? for me when you when you messaged me <sighs> to say absolutely I've got the time. It just it re- literally had just opened up.
0: Oh my gosh, that yeah. gives me crazy goosebumps.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so you know when we I mean when we trust our intuitive sense our gut whatever you want to call it uh, we are able to participate in this life more mm-hmm. and better. Yeah. And we never know why. You know, anytime I go anywhere now, uh, anywhere that I am scheduled to go, I always take a deep breath before I walk in. I really am in my full radiant presence. And I always ask, I wonder what I'm here for that's beyond what I think I'm here for.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. What do you, Teresa, what do you think gets in the way of people, specifically women, really trusting their gut and trusting their intuition?
1: Mm. Well, that is an easy and complex uh, question and answer. And I would love your feedback on this too. And, and from your listeners too, as you're listening to this, if, if you want to give Kim feedback on this, mm-hmm. um, I really believe that our brains are the most fantastic, amazing organ in, in our body, mm-hmm. but also the most limiting. Mm-hmm. So our thoughts will stop us from doing so much, and our thoughts can help propel us into our, our biggest presence and greatness. we have learned, I think as human beings to, uh, to be smaller, to not make people uncomfortable with how amazing we are, to mm-hmm. um, you know not not speak up, not speak out, not live out loud. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of we get so many of us get caught in that and not all of us, but, but so so many of us, I think the majority of us get caught in that. And when we do, we learn to turn off or turn way down, what we hear and feel and sense as being not real, hmm, not real, so, yeah. not real, right? So, oh, that that person doesn't feel very good to me. Yeah, but there's somebody that this person introduced me to, and I trust that person, so this person must be fine, right? Mm. Um, so that kind of thing. And also, I feel like we don't trust our what I'm going to call magic. We don't trust our <laughs> our ability to be magical beings and to transcend the limits of our schedule like today for you, right? Yeah. Transcend the limits of what we're supposed to do in order to be good people. So I um, I always like that. Your reschedule today was a gift of time to me, not realizing that it was a gift of presence to a group of of little girls and boys out at the fountain, Mm. not realizing that, you know, like who else, who knows what other magic is happening right now because you trusted your intuitive gut sense.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh. I love, I love that so much. I was actually talking with a client about this very concept of making yourself smaller and kind of watering down your thoughts, opinions, feelings, even your presence by not dressing the way you want to and just really being afraid of kind of standing out. You talked about shine and radiance earlier and and it comes down to that feeling of being worthy, of being seen and heard. And I would love like your thoughts on when people are feeling that way, when they're feeling unworthy, mm. what? What words do you have about that with the, like, how do you, with your, with people that you work with that just just kind of have described this, what is, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Thank you for that amazing question. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One is that I don't think we can talk about this enough because (laughs) until I always say that I will do the work I do in the world with women's empowerment. As, as long as it needs to be done, but may I please, please, please um, have no purpose in this in this world in that way um, as soon as possible. And what that means is, mm. may, may we all step into that place of self worth, mm. where people don't need you, Kim, mm. with captivating the compliment, confident yep. don't need me um, on the site as an executive coach or or as a um, you know personal coach to to help people remember that that we're all incredibly worthy we all come in with a genius or geniuses to to utilize in this world or or purpose if you if you will Mm -hmm. and and that we're here to do that and we get so caught in the trap of i need to i need to go to work i need to come home i need to cook i need to cash my check i need to pay my bills and we forget about those parts of us that are are really destined for um for expression of that genius and purpose and radiance and magic in the world Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was lucky and unlucky enough to have a death experience when I was very young that propelled me in motion to continually be learning and one of the things that I understood about about my own death and and, uh, being revived um, after my drowning as I watched from up the beach which is another woo thing
0: I was going to say, can we, can you tell us about that?
1: Do you mind? Sure, sure, uh, sure. Yeah. I'd I'll be happy that. to talk about that. One of the things from that though, was that, um, I understood that I would be continually be learning the rest of my life every day. Mm-hmm. There's not a time when I get to just rest on, on the wisdom that I have because there's always more to learn, always more people yeah. to meet, always more to listen to. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and, going back to your question about what happened, I was four years old. I was um, at Santa Cruz, which is, um, if you have international listeners, it's on the Pacific coast uh, in California of the US. And I, my family lived close by. We were there all the time. And somehow I just slipped into an undercurrent. Mm. And um, the experience itself for me, there, there was no fear. There was, you know, it was actually like, Getting a great big hug from mm. from the ocean is how I would explain it uh, in my four year old awareness non awareness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember very clearly. I was standing up the beach and I was looking down the beach um, at my body being resuscitated. There were a group of people standing around, and um, I heard the words "You have work to do." Wow. And in those words, I understood a lot of different things, and one of them was like I said, that I was always be learning. Another one was that this life is a gift and it can be gone in just no time at all. Mm -hmm. We are all going to have an end of life at some time. And so these moments in between birth and when our life ends are really important moments, not just to ourselves, but like you found out today, also to other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true, and I love just the message that you heard so clearly—that you have work to do, and we all have work to do. And I think it's so easy to get discouraged and shooted down by all the limiting beliefs and things that we're not doing up to our standards and striving after this perfection. That it's easy to to get really discouraged about the work that we're here to do. Right. And do you, so when people say that, I'm sure people say that to you often. Sure. <laughs> what, what do you tell people who are just kind of feeling like, man, I, I want to be present in the world. I want mm-hmm. to do my work that I'm here to do. I want to utilize my purpose, but I'm just feeling really, stuck especially when it comes to anxiety and depression i'm not sure why that just popped into my mind but there it is and we're going with our gut so
1: right right there it is yeah the big questions and the first thing i say is uh do not quit your job and think that you need to move to costa rica you know do not <laughs> you know, do not do that. Wait, what? (laughs) No, wait a second. It might be your calling. You Um, just foiled my plans. (laughs) I think it's incredibly important for us to be able to have that radiance, our biggest self, those awakenings and awarenesses and joy right where we are. So if we all take a moment to consider where we're at, right, what we're doing, what is our job, You know, are we, are we at home with kids? Are we out in the world doing a job? What, what is our job and what does our family life look like? Our home life? Um, Are we on our own? Do we have other people that depend on us and we depend on them? What, what is right now? And then take a couple of deep breaths and bring in gratitude for the parts that you can be grateful for right now. Hmm. One of the most common opening sentences I get on emails and in-person requests for my time and work from from individuals and from smaller groups is, um, I'm not happy. I'm not happy and I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. And I think we get so caught up in, especially today, I watch my kids do it this, the whole social media thing, I get caught up in it too. You know, I watch my kids work on their eyebrows for an hour and a half instead of eating lunch, you know. And the conversations that we have around that and that I have with my clients around getting caught up in the swirl of I need to be something more than I am, is bring yourself into right now, into this body. Because we project ourselves out so far that we can't possibly achieve In this body, in this life, when we're trying to grasp and dream onto something that isn't our genius. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So bringing ourselves back into this amazing body, bringing all of the pieces of you back to you, releasing, letting go of all of that junk you're carrying on your back for other people that maybe they didn't even ask you to, but you thought you'd be helpful and carry for them. Mm -hmm. All the worry all the stress, all of those things, just let it go. And who are we in this place of pure freedom and pure self? What does that look like? And I will tell you that I was super caught in, you go to school, you go to college, you get a degree, you'd work your job. And and I was super wrapped up in that to the point where um, I had started some companies, I was I'm a physician liaison. I was you know, doing some consulting. I had a business, all of those things. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And at some point I thought, you know what? I don't even know what I like to do for fun. Hmm. I don't really know who I am. I know who I had a concept that I was supposed to be. I did that. And now what? Yeah. And I have worked with so many executive international and national leaders who have everything they want. They've got the money, they've got the prestige, they've got the picture-perfect life, they've got the cars, they've got everything, and they're unhappy.
0: Hmm. So
1: what does that tell us about fully living this life?
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: mm-hmm. for, for a lot of us, just having enough money is great right? Mm-hmm. For a lot of us, knowing that our family is safe and happy is the epitome. Maybe our genius is caretaking and, and being a mom. Maybe for some of us, our genius is being a mom and helping other moms understand and, and grow in being a mom,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: We don't have to keep up with anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah and the expectations that we think that people have for us that was another client conversation that I got to have recently about you know what what do people's expectations mean to you sure. and how living in the fear of disappointing people can just be so debilitating and it's like you yeah. said about projecting yourself out so far that you can't, you can't measure up to everyone's expectations. The only, the only person's expectations that matter are your own.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, from a, from a place of, of compassion yes. right, for ourselves.
0: Oh my gosh. Talk about, just go right there. That's, <laughs> this is it right here. We were going to do just an organic searching and we just found it and landed on it. And it's it itself known So compassion. Tressa, all the things. Ready, go. Tell all us the everything.
1: All right. All the things about compassion. And Kim, I expect you to jump in everywhere here. <laughs> um, if we can have compassion, and we can talk about that as self-love, we can talk about that as self-respect, self-worth.
0: Mm.
1: I like to talk about it as compassion because it feels somehow more gentle and more accessible.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you can just take, let's just do an experiment with with your listeners right now. Yes. Let's take a few breaths. Let's take three breaths and just try to make them the deepest, longest, most connected, integrated breath you've ever taken.
0: Okay. Are you going to lead it?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's start. Big inhale. Just slow and gentle with compassion. And as you inhale long and slow, breathing in compassion, love, self-forgiveness, whatever it is that you need, gratitude. And as you exhale, exhaling those things back out into the world also. Inhaling compassion, gratitude, self-love, self-worth, your amazingness. And then feeling it fully, letting that move through your circulation, letting that live in your body, in every cell, and then exhaling and maybe on your exhale letting go of some things that you are carrying that you don't need to carry anymore. And maybe noticing that it's possible for our overactive brains to calm down a little bit.
0: Hmm.
1: For us to have a moment of a little more peace in our systems where we're going to make better choices from about everything. We're going to interact with ourselves and our loved ones and our coworkers and everybody in the world. Better from this place of core compassion, core real, the truth of us. Hmm. And we really truly can't offer authentic love and worthiness and compassion to anybody else until we give it to ourselves. Oh. And it's been talked about in so many different ways. A lot of people use the, the airplane oxygen analogy. Mm-hmm. What I like to, to talk about is when we feel really truly present And we are in front of something that's falling apart or someone who's having a meltdown or someone who's angry at us or we've hurt somebody's feelings. When we're in our core presence and compassion for ourselves and we're like, oh, man, I'm standing here doing the best I can. I know you are, too. How can we work together to do it better? Hmm and this is something that has worked with my kids from the time they were really, really young. And I adopted all of my daughters, all three of my girls, um, from health and human services type situations where they had come from backgrounds where stress wasn't handled really well. And they had been exposed to a lot of really horrible things. So as I watched this grounding that I actually learned uh, almost two decades ago now in yoga teacher training. As I, as I watched them integrate this, they were so much more able to self-regulate and so was I. Wow. Right. Do I still lose it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, it is a, a lifelong process of, of growing and learning. And um, one of the one of the places where I grow and learn is you know when I meet my edge, when I meet my triggers, how can I better make choices? Yeah. right? How can I come back to this place? But the more we practice it, the more it's a- available to us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so if we can practice it like like any kind of of meditation or any kind of um, um, even fitness right it's it's a this is a mental health fitness. as we breathe and presence ourselves that can be available to us in those times of stress. And one of my teachers had said a long time ago, you know, anybody can go up to the cave and, and learn meditation and, and be with their teacher or their guru or whatever you want to call it in a cave off mm-hmm. in nowhere where there's no interruptions. But but can you bring that presence onto the subway? Mm. Can you bring that presence into the middle of the street with a car racing towards you? Can you, can you bring that presence into your everyday life? And that's that's something that I am continually and will for the rest of my life be practicing because yeah. it works. It changes, it changes our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just I love that. One of the things that I have is a necklace from a woman named Liz and she has soulmantras.com as her website. You have Mm. to go check it out, but she sells very intentional hand created pieces of jewelry. And she also does talismans and she has worry stones. But one of the things that she created was this little necklace that has five glass beads. And so She also includes cards with these pieces that describe how to use them. And so for this particular necklace, it's five breaths of compassion. And so you're breathing in each day. You get to pick these five different beliefs or thoughts or (laughs) mantras into your life. And so each one is a breath in, like you said, and then releasing the opposite so, like, breathing in confidence and exhaling doubt. and okay. Yeah. So, as you're talking about that, that made me think of a very tactile way to do that is to have, you know, something that you can ground into and touch. Because I think sometimes when we think about breathing, breathing gets a bad rap. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just my experience <laughs> with this, but... Whenever I hear someone talking about breathing, I'm like, "God, that sounds nice." I'm probably not going to do that.
1: It's too simple. Yeah, it we think is. we need to work. To, we think we need to work harder for for our <laughs> success, right? And yes. and I like I have leadership in corporations who are like, "Really, Tressa? Like, give me something that I can actually like do, you know?" And I always say, I, I think you can breathe. Let's just try it. Let's just try mm-hmm. it." Just, Humor me for, you know, a minute and a half of your time and we'll go from there. And I have never had anyone say that didn't work for me. <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs> Can you imagine that was, excuse me, that was a waste of time. That right. We just did. Can I get my minute and a half back?
1: Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> breathing is not a waste of time and intentional breathing is really important and yes. it really is foundational. And it's a, it's a key tactic that I use with high level leadership and teams. Mm-hmm. because we tend to be kind of shallow breathers and we're always kind of like go, go, go and everything's anxiety producing and oh my God, if I don't get this done and, you know, and we need to come up with the next great idea. But what happens if we slow that down and allow that we have time? We have time to breathe. We have time to consider. We have time to, to dream and think and do. Yeah. When that happens, it opens up an entire world, not only of connection with each other, right? Because we're not just trying to bypass each other or, or step on top of each other to do the next thing. And this is with kids too. You know, when we take a few, when we just ask each other to take a breath and my children started asking me to take a breath when they were like seven, <laughs> uh, when we when we're present to, can we just take a breath together and just slow this down? Mm. We can avoid so much conflict, which yeah. I guarantee you waste way more time in our lives than taking a few breaths. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, you know, it is fundamental foundation and it's almost too simple for our human minds to grasp that something free and already accessible to us can change our lives in huge ways. If I could make a program, and I'm sure this is already being done, um, if I could make a program around breathing and how to use breath to double your income. Hmm. and sell it and i put people through some fiery hoops of tasking right complete uh-huh. this, this form every day and do this and do this and do this just to get people to breathe i guarantee you it would sell but I how ridiculous you that's
0: your next idea though <laughs> i don't know anybody that's doing it that way so but how ridiculous right like trademark trademark by, right? by <laughs> trust just in case you were like oh my god that's the next big gold mine. no no no
1: that's crazy. That's crazy. No, I totally give you permission to take it. Run with it, somebody. Uh, because it's, it's yours. It's already here. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, and, and allow that something so simple can be a big part of you moving forward right now, today. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that you have in your brain that you're stewing over, that you're mad about, that is unresolved, all of that stuff. We can take care of right now by being present, by taking some deep breaths, by noticing what is real and true and important. And it doesn't mean blind forgiveness of everything. What it does mean is compassion for self and for others. Mm. So one example would be when our kids are doing everything we don't want them to do. And I'm a huge observer of this in the world, like at restaurants or on on airplanes because I fly quite a bit. Um, kids make noise and they get shushed, yeah. and they make more noise or they want something or they scream, and the parents freak out. They don't know what to do. Stop it! This is don't do this. This is unreasonable. You know, I can't take it. Like, why are you doing this? And I will tell you that. Having worked with kids in in hospital settings and doing a lot of of research and learning on the neuroscience of, of how we develop, the expression isn't really what we need to be paying attention to. It is the core need, right? So, what mm-hmm. core need is not being met that's creating this this cry for help? And in adults, it looks different. We get snarky. We shove it down and self abuse. We you know self medicate. We we do other things. We um, sabotage. You know, we, uh, it looks a lot different and it's a lot more insidious, I think, in adult life. So if we can handle this uh, now and with our kids and give them some tools also to use as they grow up, they are not going to have the self-harm and anxiety and all of those issues that we have to the extent that we do. Yeah. Can we learn to give ourselves the grace, the compassion of taking a few breaths and really noticing what's going on? One example I'll give you is uh, I was going for a, a jog one time with with my daughter. she was I think eight years old. she was on a scooter um, we were on some uneven sidewalk in the pouring rain it just the sky opened up it was pouring and it was getting dark so we're heading home. she hit uh, a piece of of pavement that was sticking up, went over the top of her scooter and landed on the sidewalk and she started screaming and crying and it's thunder and lightning and rain and screaming and crying. And I'm I'm I stop, I take a breath, and I say, Can you take a breath and tell me, you know, check in with your body and tell me if you are hurt or if you are scared or both. And she's crying and she says, I noticed that I'm just scared. And I said, Okay baby, let's take a couple deep breaths and notice that we're okay. Right? And and head home and that was the biggest, like, that was the biggest puddle stomping we've ever done. And I'm super proud of us for being completely soaked and, and okay. Yeah. And And what could have happened, as you know, as a mom, is I could have freaked out and made it worse. hmm Right? I could have blamed her for falling.
0: Yeah.
1: I could have told her to get up anyway, just get up. Like, you know, I've been, I could have been embarrassed all those things, right? And I have either done or seen all of those alternate options happen. Those alternate options are not beneficial to our system or to our kids.
0: Right.
1: The same is true in leadership and management in in working with other people in being in the world. How we handle ourselves is how we project onto other people. We're going to project no matter what right? Mm-hmm. We project, we, we label, we categorize, we do all of those things before we even can help it. So one of the practices that I'm in, and one of the things that I teach is about, like, as we're standing in front of each other, what are my projections about this person, mm-hmm. right? Versus my intuition. So projections come from mind. Mm-hmm. Intuition, you, you likely will feel more in your body. Mm-hmm. And so, learning to discern and distinguish those, and use those to to your advantage, right?
0: Yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna be calm. I'm gonna project calm. My child, or my coworker, or whoever, in front of me who's having a moment and who needs some support, I'm gonna project calm, and we're gonna figure out what choices we have in this this thing that's happened that's opened up the sky this you know creating for a moment that that eye in the center of the storm being that eye in the center of the storm is more important than than being in the spotlight hmm Mm
0: -hmm. I love that contrast between projection and intuition because so often we do that we walk around projecting our own insecurities and our own (sighs) own issues onto other people and then in turn think that people are thinking <laughs> these very thoughts about us when really that's just our own our own stuff coming to the surface
1: right and then we talk to other people from that yep. that irrational and likely untrue you know what we think is a reflection we talk to the other person based on that our projection the projection, mm-hmm. reflection—if you can get behind that—and <laughs> and, then—and we don't optimize that interaction. Yeah. So, to optimize that interaction, we need to literally take a breath and be really present with ourselves, so that we can be present with each other. Yeah, That's... and that is the core of self worth. That's where self worth comes from. Is I know, I know, I'm present. I know I'm fully here. It's also where. Um, living our lives without regret comes from. If I can fully show up in every moment, I don't have regrets on the other side of this moment. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Tressa, I could seriously listen to you for like the rest of my life. But (laughs) unfortunately, we are... We are out of time. Kim, there's so much more I want to I talk want. about with you.
1: I want, I want, I want.
0: <laughs> I okay. So you're going to come back. We already know that this is already like we're doing another one. That's for sure. Cause there is, we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting going, but where in the meantime, can people find you on the internet webs?
1: Mm, thank you. My corporate work, I'm. Um, we have a, a little website called uh, thetaprootway.com, and I work for Taproot Ventures in the world. Um, personally, they can catch up with me at templeapalala. It's A-P-A-L-A-L-A dot com, um, or um, reach out by email at teresa.bundran at gmail. And I am teaching in Hollywood at Liberate Yoga in September coming up and um I'm going overseas to teach this winter and would love to see would love to see and meet your listeners all over the place. Yes.
0: Yeah, we have it is awesome that the show is, thanks to the internet, that the show is international. And we do have some overseas listeners, so we'll have to we'll have to see where you're going and do a little plug for that. But Tressa, thank you so much for your time and your insight and your gifting thank you for sharing that with us it was such a pleasure to have you and i cannot wait to have you back again
1: Kim such an honor and i could let's go away for a couple of weeks and just sit and talk yes
0: <laughs> as soon as you said I'm going overseas to teach, and I'm like, oh, okay, where are we going?
1: Let's go to London. I'm already, I'll just grab
0: my suitcase. We're already going.
1: Let's go. All uh, of your listeners too. Thank you so yes. much, Kim.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, CaptivatinglyConfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Kim.ludiman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.